NFL podcast is perfectly fine about turning 30. From the Los Angeles Convention Center Radio Row, it's the Around the NFL podcast, Super Bowl 56 week edition, part two. I'm Dan Hansis, joined on a set filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, Ricky Hollywood to my right. Hey, gang. I mean, uh, we're just going to leave the elephant in the room here, the the 30 coming well, up. We're not going to be together, I just realized, on Erica Tamposi's birthday Thursday. Tomorrow, yeah. 30. You are perfectly well, fine. Well, here's a question. Do you think, has Ricky been dropping breadcrumbs expecting us to be organizing something? I thought we've talked about this for months, that uh, you guys were yeah, planning something. For Multiple year. times you've it's dropped. Le- I wouldn't call them loaves of bread. That it's literally been us, years. Like- you you started <laughs> right. this about a year ago. Right. Yes. Dan uh, said to me, he goes, hey, me and Mark are going to be out if you want to come meet up at 11 when we're done this event. I was like, thanks. Well, we're very, we're professionals, <laughs> we're, we're exceedingly busy, and we, it, right, like, but I, but the I, thought was we can fit you in, and that's, right, you're, not, you're not appreciating that. Okay, on, you're right, yeah. No, we, we're very excited for your 30th birthday, Erica. It is the main headline of the week. It's just, there is a level of anxiety, <laughs> an understanding, or like a creeping dread that I have that you're expecting us to have something planned. To lift a finger at all, essentially. And at, at this point, there is nothing, but it's not even necessarily on you. Mm. It's just, it's bad timing. I'm, I'm just sorry. It's right. just like the kid whose uh, birthday is on uh, December 24th. It's like, what do you want us to do about it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is tough. And I, I mean, I know this is all like a facade and I can't wait to see what you guys have cooked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I, I do have that creeping, that anxiety, that like feeling like you have to, like, with my with my family and and some friends, but I sure. I don't have it in this case because Erica has such no, a big we, group we could, of we really that. close friends. Yeah, yeah. Wow, shocker, Greg. <laughs> you know this is it, she is Ricky Hollywood. This is Los Angeles, and it is a Super Bowl here in our adopted hometown. And uh, you know we're we are busy. We're we're doing shows, interviews, um, media availability ourselves. Uh, we're meeting with friends who are in town, and we had a great Hollywood moment. Uh, we met with a friend at the Sunset Marquee, a legendary hotel, uh, yesterday. And there was a moment, uh, one of those brushes with celebrity that I'll never forget is when I was walking down this, like, hallway, and it was Dog the Bounty Hunter. I mean, we know Dog the Bounty Hunter, right? <laughs> I mean, he stood out, yeah. I mean, there, there is no—you just say Dog the Bounty Hunter. You don't have to give a last name. It's just dog. It is dog. And uh, I kind of was walking behind him. I had to get my phone because I found out the place we were going into. I needed to show uh, proof of vaccinations. And I left my phone in the car. So I'm like kind of booking it back to the valet. And dog is in front of me. And I kind of sneak up on him because dog moves at a certain pace. <laughs> and he turns around and he's jumping. And it's like he is a literal bounty hunter. Uh, and he's like, hey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. And he's like, it's OK. You're quiet. Like an electric car. Wow! I'll just never forget that dog, the bounty hunter. I mean, you got into his peripheral vision there, and uh, but he is operating as a bounty man. So, and in that moment, I thought to myself, uh, that was kind of a compliment, uh, you know, to to move swiftly uh, in that spot. So, I will not forget that dog, the bounty hunter. In a week where you see a lot of celebrities, uh, who's going to beat dog? I mean, I'm assuming he respects electric cars. Part of me thinks that he's more like. 
I don't know. I but yes, it More sounds a like a compliment. Yeah, guy. I just I don't. I, Maybe we didn't it was a shot. In his wheelhouse. No, I, I think could have been a shot. Could have been a shot. You came up quite. You do drive an electric car. Or maybe it's mm. rubbing off on you. Well, when someone says something, I didn't know what to say, so I was just like, "Yeah, seriously." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Anyway, um, all right. So let's see if anybody could beat that story before the week is over. Uh, today's show. All right. So now we're really in the thick of it. Radio Rose heating up. We got a lot to get to. Uh, what's wrong, Mark? What is wrong? I what mean, is- to be honest, like I wouldn't call the room like on fire. I think we're still getting there. Like it's no. I would say there's a lot the general more discussed. There's there. a lot of uh, well-known athletes in the mix today that weren't here yesterday. I, I would say I'm just saying up. that you know we were in. We've been in the early and ones also, in New York City, and you know this is huge. this is still building. This set, though, our NFL and iHeart set, is probably the coolest what one did I say? in here. Yeah, and it's- there's more. There's more buzz today than yesterday. It builds through the week. Just you're, you know how there's resting Greg face, and you're always like, is Greg mad or disgusted about something? He's just no. Greg's just listening. You had you had open disgust. All I it's like when I mentioned the Pentagon. Well, and you were not, on fire last week. I'm not attempting to rain on your parade. I mean, I guess it is bustling with activity. I'll, I stand corrected. Would you say it's bustling here right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Greg, Greg is going to say anything that Greg, is pro league. There's a spider. So, I mean, it's Greg, just, there's it's, a spider know. on your shoulder. That's there's cool. like a huge spider on your shoulder. Ooh, I mean, I wait, don't want to like, there is a, act too crazy there? about there's it. There's also oh a, God, a bug or a fly oh crawling God, behind your shirt. It's on your head. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. It is the big. Oh, I flicked it. I flicked it in a big spot. Now it's on your seat. Greg, it is so big. It is the biggest. I'm gonna gag. It's gonna crawl up your butt. (laughs) It is heading up the butt. Kill it! Kill it! Kill it! Don't flick it! it. You don't have to kill it. But it's little mini ones that almost look like it has hair on it. You know what I mean? Whoa! Mini isn't the word I would apply to it. Erica, now you have to give Erica a party. She just saved your life. That that was close. I've I'm now um I look at life differently now. (laughs) But you flicked it, so now it's before. Oh, it's alive somewhere. Yes, and it's probably heading towards you. I didn't want to you know just stop the showdown and shriek and run away or no. You handled it in a. Uh, really very manly. masculine way. Right. Yeah. Alpha male type uh, I approach to, say, to the whole I thing. I didn't expect it to, to right. Greg to handle that like uh, Mr. Rugged. Like spiders yeah. don't matter. Yeah, it was on his neck and it was the size of his entire what? neck and Greg's like, just flick it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. Every once in a while I'll do something and Dan will be like, I thought it was surprisingly manly out of you, Greg. It's like, oh, you can shirt. really drive. <laughs> Whatever happened to Gary Cooper? He's right here to my left at Radio Row. Greg Rosenthal. Anyway, today's show, <sighs> as Radio Row <sighs> heats up, Here's the proof. It's eating up now. There's spiders. Here's the proof. We I got, can't deny. We got guests coming up today. And I know you're going to say, oh, you know, the guys, when they do their Q&As, it's not so. No. First of all, F off. It's a free <laughs> show. Our show, by the way. Enjoy the content. Or don't. Don't care, really. Don't care. But these are good interviews. We have three good ones for you to share. Uh, the, the, uh, the great legend, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Uh, of Mike and the Mad Dog fame and Sirius XM. We're going to break down all sorts of kind of a little bit of a, a, a gambling hook to it. We're going to talk about some over-unders that we cook up and uh, we'll we'll dig in on that. And also, I got to find out where Russo's at. He's a big cinephile, loves TV. The legend, Mark. A bit obsessive, I, I think we, we will discover. Um, also, Marlon Humphrey, star cornerback of the Baltimore Ravens. We'll talk about Humphrey, who has... Uh, not always pleasant memories of this Cincinnati Bengals team. Uh, Bengals lit up the Ravens twice this year. Humphrey didn't play both games, but he saw the rise of Cincinnati like the rest of us. So he'll give us a little AFC North perspective on the rise of 
uh, the AFC champion. But first, now this is a good, this is probably in terms of active player, maybe the best get we've had. Oh, in person. Yeah. We did. We did have Tony Romo once on the phone, kind right. of at the peak. That was Romo, a dud Q and A. And he was he was reading stunk, a script yeah. about his uncle going shopping, and the uncle can only think about Directv or something like no, that. No, it's it was totally authentic. <laughs> <laughs> but this one and Ricky Hollywood on the eve of her birthday, keeping just enough focus to get us one of the great young quarterbacks in the sport. Ricky, good job. Thank you, Justin Herbert. We're talking to him, so we're gonna. You guys, he is hot. Well, listen, that, I don't disagree. I know. He we is. know. We know, Mark. And I don't want you to comport yourself as a professional during the interview because he's going to be on the couch next to you. And just understand that this is a, a podcast ultimately and, and you don't have a true relationship with mm. him, even if we have microphones in front That's of him. That's what things. you say. Okay. Well, I guess let's do it. He's come. Oh, here he comes. He's coming our way. Up next, Justin Herbert on the Around the NFL podcast Super Bowl 56 week special. And now we are joined by a superstar, Mark mm. Sessler on the couch. Oh, no. Oh, that's yeah. Justin Herbert oh. next to Mark. And isn't it, Greg, how amazing is it to see Mark Sessler next to Justin Herbert, like in person? It, it is amazing. The contrast and the similarities, just physically, emotionally. I enjoyed the, the chit chat before we started. I can too. tell Greg getting a little green, a little with envy because, you know, Justin and I got very close talking before the segment here, and you know I think that's that's a problem for Greg. So Justin, how does it feel? Well, I appreciate it, guys. I'm uh, I'm glad to be here and uh, excited to get after it. Like, are you, are you looking forward to more interviews where they just talk about you for two minutes before actually bringing you into the conversation? I think it could get worse than that. So it's, it's no, not too you're bad. gonna be uh, as we under, you are a superstar quarterback. You're hot in demand here on Radio Row. There are going to be many worse interviews than this one. That's the only thing we could promise you. Okay. <laughs> But this one won't be too professional. We're going to do our best to make this work. And how are you feeling, Justin Herbert, as the Pro Bowl MVP? Let's start mm. there. Uh, it was a huge honor to, to be able to share the field with those competitors and the, the guys that you look up to in the NFL. Um, but at the same time, it was a little bit of a slower game than I'm generally used to. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of tackling, but uh, it was a fun experience. Well, that was like going to be my follow-up question because, to be honest, we have our fun with the Pro Bowl on our show. And it's like, what is it? feel like on the field is there just more talking than usual like what is the speed difference like is there any processing you need to do as a quarterback is it like oh that guy's always open i'm just gonna <laughs> throw it to him immediately like how does it work yeah so you don't have to worry about pressures or blitzes or anything like that they're not allowed to bring pressure um and so you know you're gonna get certain coverages you're gonna run very simple play plays you you put it in the week of the game um so it's pretty basic but at the same time the pro bowl you don't want to get anyone hurt everyone's kind of done for the year um but it's just kind of have fun, go out there and, you know, talk to the guys, hang out. But is there one guy like if you're playing at the Y and pick up basketball, there's always one guy. It's a try hard guy with knee pads and the, <laughs> the nose guard and everything. And then he's playing a little bit too hard. And everybody's like, what's up with this guy? You don't have to say who it is, but was there a what's up with this guy? Why is he playing so hard? Um, thankfully, we had a couple guys on our team that, that tried like really hard and, yeah. and we ended up winning. And so it's always good to win the Pro Bowl. You know, I think it's important to have a couple guys like that that, uh, you know, take it pretty seriously. So it was good for us. It Did sounds like, like I could run for 25 yards in this, in this Pro Bowl <laughs> scenario. Is that too far-fetched? Let's see what you can do next All right. year. Mark was, um, he likes to bring up uh, a lot, a cornerback, I believe. A running back slash cornerback oh, versatile back. Uh, in Pop Warner, age 10. 
11, but that's that's not relevant. It to was the, the early like, 60s. It was a yeah. different time. Like what <laughs> did you have friends around that age, like a Mark, for instance, that like it was clear that like their future wasn't in football necessarily, <laughs> but they were like close with you. And how, how was that like for you as you sort of soared above them? No, it's, it's always great to have guys like that on the team. And, uh, you know, they're, they're awesome to be around. They're fun to hang around. They give their best effort, and, and you need guys like that. That's fair. Uh, did you geek out on anyone at the Pro Bowl? Like, just in terms of, you know, you're a young guy, still second year in the league. I know you've played a lot now for, for a second-year player, but just seeing some guys, whether in the locker room or on the field, that you kind of go back to, to being a, a young guy, a fan. Yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of guys that we went up against this year that caused us a whole bunch of troubles when they were on defense. And now you get to have them on your team for that that game. And it's, you know, Miles Garrett and Cam Hayward and, and all these guys on defense that Tyron Matthew at the same time, you're like, all right, now that you're on our team, uh, we can kind of talk and have a little bit of fun. What about the Chargers? Like, where do you how would you classify the season? Obviously, you fell short of the playoffs, but it did feel like there were gains made when the season ended short of the playoffs what was the level of disappointment i'm sure you guys thought like in the afc a wide open afc a four seeds playing in the game any team could have gone on a run including the chargers what were your thoughts big picture thoughts on the season yeah that's a good question you know i think we made some big gains this this season some big steps forward and um you know you go back to last year where we were at three and nine at one point and obviously things were tough last year but for us to kind of bounce back come together and um have a chance to go into the playoffs and obviously it's tough that you don't make it but you know that we believe in each other. We believe in the coaching staff. And um, this offseason is going to be big for us because we're going to have to get together and we're going to have to do some things differently. Um, but I, I, there's a lot to look forward to for sure. I mean, and, and you, you know, after your rookie season, there's a coaching change. You have to learn a whole new offense. I'm sure that adds layers of work um, to your offseason. But now, now there's continuity. And um, I, like Brandon Staley, we all kind of, Doug, the experience of his first year, like how would you describe him like Especially behind the Mark. scenes? And well, I just think he's he's part of a new wave of coaches mm -hmm. and just the going like the aggressiveness on fourth down and how you had total buy-in with that. Like, what is it like um, working with him behind the scenes as a person? Because he seems very intriguing to me. He's been awesome. He's a guy that has emphasized, you know, relationships, commitment, dedication, um, competitiveness, and we all want to play for him and we respect him. And, um, you know, we have been aggressive. And, and as a quarterback, selfishly, I want to be out there for every fourth down. Um, and so he believes in us. We believe in him. Um, so it, it's been a lot of fun playing for him. Did you think the NFL would be harder? Um, I think it's very, very difficult. <laughs> like I know it's I, like extremely challenging, of course. But yeah. you, you come into the league, you're, you're a young quarterback, and you, you are throwing for yards, you're throwing for touches. Just like physically, was there a moment early that you're like, oh, I actually I thought this would be harder. I, I do fit in like right away. I think I've got a moment where it goes the other way. I. I I came in and I didn't really know what to expect. I knew it was going to be really fast. Um, but I remember I threw a screen pass, uh, a normal, easy screen pass that got picked off one handed by Melvin Ingram. And that's when I realized I'm not in Oregon anymore. And guys, mm -hmm. are, guys are here and they make plays. And so I, that was kind of the, the tough way to go about it. And you got some incredible skill players yourself. Austin Eckler just walked by the set. He gave you a big smile. Um, I wouldn't say it's, it felt like you Missed blew him, him off because you didn't see him. Yeah. But maybe when you see him privately later, you'd be like, hey, how come you didn't smile back at me? It's just something you guys are going to have to work out. Shoot. That's Thorny. Him. Thorny. Eckler, yeah. like, he's one, of, he's one of those guys that, like, you put the ball in his hands and he does something special. That has to be a, a nice feeling to have a weapon like that. Oh, he makes my job so much easier. And, and that's our whole mission is get those guys the ball. It's, it's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen on the outside, and Austin Eckler and Jared Cook and all these weapons that if I just get them the ball, something good will happen. Can you like, I mean, your life has changed along with the fact that you're blooming into an NFL superstar. It's like, can you just go to a movie in LA and 
waltz in and buy a seat and buy popcorn and sit down and no one bugs you? Or are you getting bugged everywhere you go? No, I don't get bugged at all. I, you know, it's great because I think LA is such a big city and we're able to kind of go do whatever we want to. And obviously within reason and being safe and, and being smart, but, uh, no, it's been great so far. Was there any like trepidation? You're, you're from Oregon. You went to school there. Uh, when you got drafted, did you have any experience with like big cities like that or living anywhere outside Oregon before? I always loved my time in Eugene, Oregon. Um, but having been there for so long, it was nice for me to kind of get out and go experience something else. And um, I've always loved going down and visiting Southern California. And I think it's a great city. And uh, to move there, be a part of that community. Um, I, I thought it's been a great opportunity so far. How, how's the cat experience going? I know you got like a, a cat. It's a mm -hmm. young guy. That's a lot of responsibility. Like first season with the cat. Uh, no, it's, it's been great. I, I'm more of a dog person, but unfortunately, mm. I couldn't take care of a dog by myself. Um, and so kind of got rolled up into it. But uh, no, it's been great so far. I mean, the, the Chargers quarterback previous to you had nine kids. So there, there may <laughs> I understand the dog thing, but I know cats are easier. You can leave them to, alone for three days or two days or something. Yeah, uh, no kids yet. No dogs yeah. yet. So uh, okay. I can barely take care of myself. One step I, at a time. I feel like I feel like, though, like I'm I support you because I'm a cat and dog person. I feel like people, no such thing. people take sides. <laughs> you got to make a And it's like, well, but he, he didn't. He, he's both. That, that's the way to go. Well, let well, me. Greg has stopped Greg. the conversation. Uh, let, in, me, with force. let me ask you this: like going back to the, you're a young guy, you're a star in a big market. Um, are you going to? Do you plan to take the Derek Jeter path? I grew up in New York, a Yankee fan. Derek Jeter is like, I'm keeping out all distractions, no wives, no dogs, no nothing. I'm going to play <laughs> 20 years, no wives. and then I'm going to put all my focus elsewhere. Are you going to be like that football only guy? Is that how you see your big picture playing out? Um, I think for if we're going to be as successful as we want to be, I think that's kind of the, the commitment that you have to make toward there the game. Is. Um, and so whatever happens, happens. I'm going to do my best to win games as, as many as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and if that means, you know, limiting all distractions, I, I've got no problem with that. You know what? Uh, Mickey said in Rocky, women weak in legs. That's that's just what he said. I, I mean, know. that's a regressive old Maybe movie at this bit. point. I'm not saying Mickey said it. Take it into account. It. You're saying, yes. yeah. Um, SoFi Stadium, like, I want to talk the vibe there, Justin, because there is much made about the fans, like, and how many fans are there for the Chargers or the Rams. Like, how much of a difference does this make? I, I do a show with Matt Money Smith, the voice of the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And he, he pushes Humble back, say it's really not a big deal. Like the players, they deal with it. They know what's coming. Like, is it something that bothers you? Is it something that you've gotten used to? Like, how do you, do you think that could change with as the Chargers become more entrenched in Los Angeles? I actually saw a change this, this past season. Um, I think if you started early on, we had a pretty good turnout. Um, you know, it, it's always a, a weird situation in Los Angeles, but we had our fans. They showed their support and throughout the year. And if we keep winning games, if we keep doing things the right way, more and more will show up. And and that's what comes with winning. And, um, you know, we have to get things figured out here. And, and I know that we will. Um, but I saw a change. And, and those guys, they showed up. They, they gave their support. And it was awesome. Is it annoying? Um, I mean, there's obviously a rivalry between the Chargers and Rams. Is it annoying to you um, or, or, or the collective Chargers group that the Rams are here? Um, I mean, just let's be real. Is it sort of problem <laughs> well i mean it was up to us we, we didn't get here and that's the unfortunate part is they 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 worked they they did everything right they got here and and you know you, you have to give them credit for that and um you know we had our opportunity and, and we didn't unfortunately make the playoffs and so that's on us and so you're not like you could have made headlines the so that when was you're smart. watching that game you're not like rooting on jimmy g and the 49ers there. I don't know. It's it's you're just hoping okay. for a good game. Wink, you wink if you're rooting for the night. You don't you don't really have a uh, pick one or the other. But did, did you have a favorite throw this year? Um, I think there were a, 
a couple. I think maybe the the one that comes to mind would be um, against the Giants to Jalen Guyton down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, was one of the longer throws I, th- I think I've made in my career. So it was it was fun to be a part do, of that one. Do you remember there, there was a throw against the Cowboys that was called back by penalty? It was like early in the mm-hmm. third quarter to Mike Williams. Like how annoyed were you that like an offensive lineman ruined that throw for you? Which, cause that, that was one of the craziest throws I've, I've ever seen in my life. It was like 60 See, yards but you on a dime. the question. What? Are you annoyed about the offensive line? That's his teammate. You well, can, I'm no. just saying though, <laughs> like, you. but you were, you know the throw I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I, I know the throw. And, um, you know, I thought it was great by Mike because one, that's a route that we give him the option of whether to keep it straight or whether he flattens it. And, um, you know, he saw the safety, he ran a great route and, um, I had plenty of time because of the offensive lineman giving me enough time. There you go. So I was able to put it so on So what's him. like, but when you see them, the flag, and they call it, like, what is, or when you're watching it the next day in the film room with everyone He's not going to let you get out of here without some sort of negative response. No, to, it's, not, you know, a, it's yeah. not a negative response. Can you at least appreciate it, I guess, the next day? Are people, like, giving, giving him grief, or are they, like, are they, are they wowed by that throw too? Um, I think it's more so you look at it and you say, we can't have these penalties because in that game against the Cowboys, we had a couple penalties that, that brought back a touchdown, brought back that play. Um, and we kind of just shot ourselves in the foot there. So if we could limit those, we'd, we'd be able to, to kind it's, of. It's true though, because like with a quarterback, especially if, um, if there's a drop or something, the camera's always going to be right in your grill. Like they mm-hmm. want your reaction. They want you to be like, ah, oh, this guy. <laughs> but Herbert is good because he's never too high or too low, mm-hmm. so they never get you. Some guys, maybe the last quarterback, with the Chargers, sure. he was a pretty emotional sure. guy. As long as you're being real. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is part of being a quarterback, right? You know the camera is always on. Even when you're on the sideline uh, going through the, um, the Surface tablet, like there's probably a camera on you looking to use B-roll or something like that. At all times. And, yeah. and I think that's one of the things about playing quarterback is no one's trying to make mistakes. I'm going to throw interceptions, incompletions. And if I hold myself accountable, just like I hold the other guys accountable, I think we'll get along. And you can't get too high, like you said, or too low on those guys because everyone's going to make mistakes. So but do you give yourself like a second and just be like, oh, that was pretty sweet. Um, it, was a, it was a good throw. I, I think it's <laughs> one of those things that we work on a lot. So it was nice to see in the game. Three-quarter zip, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I like the three-quarter zip, so I, I, I'm big on them right now. Eli and Peyton are really, like, kind of bringing it to the forefront. Is that a quarterback thing? Everybody's into the three-quarter zip? Uh, I think it's a golf thing. This is one of yeah. those jackets I wear golfing sometimes, so it's just a, a go-to. Are you going to do the Romo thing where you, like, go crazy on the golf course and get way into it? I'm not and it good gets enough. weird for everyone? I'm not good enough for that, okay. so I don't have to deal with that. All right, unless someone else has another question. I have a quick one. Just, yes, like, if you, you're, you've been here with us for a bit. You've sort of seen us um, oh, in the physical goes. form. Like, which which of the three of us would be the most? Uh, who would you want to fight least if we were like in an wow. alley fight? Or just like who would who do you you're, you're sizing us up? Who's yeah. the most intimidating? He doesn't know any question. of our names. That's Mark. Yeah, I'm you Greg, can just point. You can Dan, say that so, guy, that guy, oh, or that guy. It's fine. I would have got a, I would have got a couple of the names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how about I, how about I answer this way? Mark, it probably wouldn't be you. Oh, that's fine. perfect. Perfect answer. Mark, right. Mark asked that to pretty much everyone. It always makes it weird. Right. Right. feel awkward. Yeah. yeah. All right. Before we let you go, it was so easy for you, well, from our vantage point, to transition from college to pros. So you're a talented guy. But we have a uh, we have a instant answer game to end things with called 8 O'Clock Delight. Are you ready for this challenge? I'll do my best. There is no math. There was a joke earlier that there's going to be a lot of math. I promise you, I once got a 39 on a state-mandated math test. There will be no math in these questions. <laughs> Quick answers. Here we go. Hit it, Ricky. 
Ladder match, Brandon Staley versus Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. Who wins? Uh, Brandon Staley. Ice cream or Sherbert? Ice cream. Herbert Sherbert, though, that's, that's not a, a brand. I'm not a fan of Sherbert. <laughs> uh, is Joe Burrow's like swag, like out there swag, an issue for other young star QBs? No. <laughs> Good answer. Were you popular in high school? No. Ever think about her? You know, everybody's got to her. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the ball's on your own 23. Yeah. Minus 23, that's mm -hmm. football talk. You need to reach the end zone with a throw. Can you do it? Yeah. With the seven-step drop, you're now inside the 20? No, I was going to throw it right at the line of scrimmage. So you kind of can get, get a couple steps up. Yeah. Okay. 77 nice. yards. Whoa. No. <laughs> Guns and Roses versus Oasis. Guns and Roses. Right answer. Rams. Blech, ugh, whatever. Am I right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fruit on pizza. Okay, ever? Pineapple. Ah. Did Oswald act alone? No comment. Ooh. Beatles. Ooh, Mark. You He's just, a conspiracy. You made, yeah, yeah, you made a fan Beatles of or Nickelback? Beatles. Last movie you saw in a the theater? Uh, Spider-Man. Omicron. More like, oh my God, I can't anymore with this. Not really a question. <laughs> lake house or beach house? Uh, lake house. You can take a pill that allows you to live until 135 years old. Do you take it? Of course. Really? Because mm -hmm. you're going to be old. Like, really old. I've got a, I, I was born in 1998, and so yeah. if I could live in three different centuries, I think that'd be pretty cool. Ah, Great well done. Um, I'm from New York. I'm a Jets fan. My children are in Los Angeles. They're trying to decide between the Chargers and the Jets. We were at that Chiefs Thursday night game. You were awesome. Thank you. Why should my char uh, children choose the Chargers over the Jets? Um, I think the Chargers are a great team. We've got a bunch of great guys on the team, and uh, I love playing with them. You did it. Nailed it. Justin Herbert. down. A superstar in our midst. Thank you, good sir, and best of luck with all the other boring interviews you'll do today. <laughs> the unprofessional one, that's the good one. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. Hey, Mark, I got to say, you uh, held it together, mostly. <laughs> I thought so, because, I, you know, when there's sort of just a natural... First of all, he's obviously... They paired the right two people, Justin and I, on the couch. And when there's just that natural chemistry, it's not work. Mm. It's not work. It's just a, it's a friendship slash relationship. So the, the Oswald thing during the speed round. Mm. He no comments it. Does it mean that Justin Herbert, A, doesn't know Oswald, the, the name? He is. He was born in 1998, as he said. B, uh, no comments it because he does believe there was a conspiracy to murder the president of the United States beyond Lee Harvey Oswald up in the book de depository. Or C, you guys fill in the blank. What? Where do you come down on it? I think he knows who Lee Harvey Oswald is, but I think that in that moment, in that the question asked with just Oswald, that he offered a no comment in a savvy fashion because it kind of maybe it didn't register who we were talking about. Yet he is an extremely bright um, individual who like ripped through Oregon in like a number of just a couple of years. So I maybe he does know. I think he knew. I, I, you know, you, you're sitting next to him here. I got to look right, right into those eyes. I think there was recognition. I was looking into and, his eyes too, Greg. The, we all, we all were, you know, we, we heard from many people. Mark was today. eyeing him like a piece of steak. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think he wants to put himself <laughs> out there necessarily as a conspiracy oh, guy. Yeah. And he just thought, uh, let's just say, <laughs> let's Is just it say a conspiracy, no Greg, when like the majority of the country feels exactly. that way. So right. that supports my, that right. supports my thought. You know that. But if you say no comment, you you're basically being put into the category of, we know what you think. And do we buy that he wasn't popular in high school? I do. 
I do? do not at all. I, I buy that he saw didn't see himself that way. Right. I think a lot of people don't see them. Even if like other people maybe looked at him, he's the quarterback in school, but he, he probably it's, saw he was you know. It's quiet, a chore to guy. be like six foot six and the star quarterback of your high school and look the way that he does and not and you know, what right. are you doing to be unpopular? Right, but boys, you know, take a longer time to grow. There. Why don't you when, tell me about my right. gender? Uh, okay, Ooh. I will. Weird. I see. So you men are brain. Are you woman spreading? Yeah, <laughs> your brains are much smaller than us women, and also no, m- m- women grow faster when they're younger. So if he was that's like, Little and in middle school, coming into high school, he wasn't. I'm sure he wasn't varsity quarterback as a freshman. I mean, I don't think he was six six two thirty in high school. But I, he probably I thought it was, was the size that. Although he who was knows? Very you, sta- you stand out as a, as a talk. Right. Not everyone's born at thirty two like me. I mean, I hit high Standing school. Up. Ground running, that was really the peak of my social activity. Well, Greg says that he did, had tons of girlfriends in high school and that he was like the hot guy, right? I you did not you say always I say that. I did not guy. say I was the hot guy. You said you always dated the throughout. hot girls. Like I did the hot, not you say that. I have it on record. I, I will find I it. I said I was, I was doing <laughs> I don't fine. Care. But I was doing um, fine. <laughs> Erica, you are a um, proud gay woman. What? You are a proud gay woman. Shh. <laughs> Now, let me ask you a question. A PGW. I was getting uh, from our IM client um, private texts from um, women that I know through the company that are way into this Herbert guy. Mm. Any thoughts? No. Making I, a jump? Like, like Wes, I try to get Wes to come back to the Bengals? Yeah, Maybe no. Maybe you come back. Um, no, no. I'm, I don't think okay. that's it for me, but... Um, <laughs> He I mean, she didn't very... need to do a dossier to quit. Yeah, yeah I think a... she knew. She, he was, he was a big, he was a big boy, and next to Mark, like, it was that was an image that oh. I will take with me. Well, I love the way you phrased that. <laughs> that, that was a bit of sunshine in my day. All right, coming up next, <laughs> as we transition away from Justin Herbert, I liked him. He's, he, he is a very easy guy to root for. I, and uh, it'll be fun to be here in Los Angeles, God willing and track his career for the next 15 years. That's that's a good dude to get on the ground floor with. So let's... I think he on. liked us, by the way. I just felt that he... I got that he, vibe a little yeah. bit. I want or I'll manufacture that belief. Yeah, no, either way. If, if we believe it, maybe it's true. Um, let's now get to another uh, cool dude. This guy is Marlon Humphrey. He is a star for the Ravens. But before uh, we bring him on, let's take a break right after this. All right. We told you big guess. We got one. We got one of the best defensive players in the league. He is the Pro Bowl cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens. Marlon Humphrey, welcome to the Around the NFL podcast, buddy. Hey, thank you. I'm happy to be here uh, and uh, get some get some talking going. So here's a question. All right. So AFC North, they say it's rugged. That's the word that everybody always says. Uh, is there any division pride with a North team in the Super Bowl? Or does it make it that much more annoying that Cincinnati is the one getting all the love right now? <laughs> Uh, it, it's, uh, it's a little bit that much more annoying, um, for, for sure. But, um, it, it's also exciting in the same way, you know, um, you know, now it's, you know, that you're, you're playing that team. When I came into the league, you know, it was all about, you know, beating the Steelers. Um, so now it's like, you know, whether they win the Super Bowl or lose Super Bowl, it's like, yo, they, they, they got that serious, you know, funk, that, that serious team. And, you know, they've kind of, they've taken the driver's seat in the AFC North. So now they're the team to beat, you know, along with the Steelers, along with the Browns. But, uh. It just makes it really exciting. Um, I can't say I want them to win the Super Bowl, but okay. So you're rooting yeah. against them. I'm, I'm rooting a, against, but not because like just because I don't like them. I just think uh, 
the, the Rams will, will have a better shot. I do like the way you put that. The Bengals do have some serious funk. That there is something <laughs> like cooking with with the team i mean and yeah. and mark is a, a browns fan so just so you know Ooh, well, I, don't, I i i've done they've done very little damage to the ravens so i think you're winning that <laughs> that debate at the moment but is it uh the ravens are coming off a season well last year everybody was talking up the browns obviously and now it's Bengals. but the ravens you guys were coasting you were the number one seed about midway through the year and then this avalanche of injuries and eventually it got you too. I know you had the torn pack and we're curious where you're at with that. But was there a sense in the locker room at a certain point like there, like the Grim Reaper was coming for everybody? Because that was like unprecedented injury, uh, poor luck there. Yeah, it was crazy. It, it was like, you know, that day when two guys tore the ACL in four plays. Oh, my goodness. It was like the, the weirdest feeling ever. We just called our practice and ended it. But, you know, I think. As, as many injuries and COVID that hit, you know, guys actually stayed really positive. I think it was a true testament to, you know, Coach Harbaugh and everything. And it was it was just crazy because, like, even, even the last game of the year when we had to – I was I came back to the building to, to see how things were and talking to guys. And we knew we had a long shot to make the playoffs. But guys were still like, hey, let's go out here and win this game, mm -hmm. you know. So I know that's, that's really tough when, when all those injuries happen and COVID happens. But, you know, we, we really stayed strong through, through all the injuries and uh, – you know, we'll get some guys healthy, um, and I'm super excited for the, the team we'll have next year. How does a secondary funk? I mean, the secondary especially. At one point, you guys were down, you know, pulling people out of like CVS and like a local <laughs> Baltimore area stores. Like, yeah. how do you function when you're that messed up with injuries? It just seems like you got guys with who barely played. I mean, is yeah. it? Do you go and just say it doesn't matter? Next guy up, type thing. Man, it was it was crazy because we literally, you know, I watched, uh, you know, I got hurt, and then, you know, I. You know, it took a week or so from rehabbing, and I was watching the game. I was like, "Who is this guy?" So <laughs> it was, um, it, it was, it was crazy how how quickly you, you got to plug and play some of the guys because it seemed like even when the the starters end up getting hurt, it seemed like the backup guys were hurt too. And then the backup, back, and it was, it was, it was all over the place. So it was, it was crazy how it worked. Uh, you know, we plugged and played the the way we could, um, and I mean, it was it was a testament to those guys. I mean, some of those guys were, you know, you know Robert Jackson getting his first start. You know, mm. there's guys that were literally had never really played you know extensive playing time and you know that they, they, they stepped up to the challenge and did their thing dan mentioned you know our friend mark here that you're sitting next to is a big browns fan and the, and the way our workplace happens we're all sitting there sundays watching the games and so over the years like i've seen some dark moods that you personally have helped to put mark you were in. part of that he just Thank slid you. over on <laughs> the couch he moved down Mullen slid down the couch. Like it, like it, 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 like it gets a little tense in the newsroom, and and we're kind of on edge. Do you feel guilty, Marlon, at all for just how you've affected us in our workplace, and especially Mark and his or, mood yeah. over the years? And to that point, have you ever thought about the power of a good game against the Browns, how it could change the psyche of one man in Southern California? <laughs> well, you know, well, for me, you know, when I got my first year playing the Browns, they were 0-16, so... Ooh. If anything, you should smile because it, it's been way worse over the past five years. That's what years. we try to tell him, Marlon. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't like what, to Those hear are wise it. words. Yeah. We're coming. No, this is coming from a, a higher try source. Try to tell him yeah. that when Lamar Jackson is running out of the bathroom in the fourth quarter, exactly. he doesn't want to hear like it. That, that was that was by far. Tell that us was about a crazy that. No. Uh, yeah, that that was. You know, I still to this day say Lamar was, you know, he was not cramping. He was doing something else in the bathroom, you know, but he said he was cramping. So, oh, I mean, he well, never acknowledged it even privately. He, he just stuck to the story. He stuck to a story. He's, hey, he's man, a wise he's man. human. He's he a wise just man. He's a wise owned man. up. Well, maybe he's telling the truth. Yeah, may, maybe he's telling the truth. I'm not going to say he's a liar, but I don't know. I guess, I guess uh, it, it'll, it'll go to the grave with him. I guess so. 
I want to ask a question about um, something we shine a light on on the podcast every August and early September that not enough people talk about. And you've been in the league how many years now? Going on Four? year six. Six. So, like, in your time, I don't know if the Ravens have ever lost a preseason game. And it's it's reached, I think, 21 straight. And I think it's the greatest record in sports to never lose a preseason game. Do you pinch yourself at the end of each one of those contests? <laughs> Honestly, we go really hard in the preseason. Yeah, well, that's, that's interesting. I'll, I'll say that. I, re I remember when I was a rookie, I got – I got hurt, so I had to miss the first three train, the first three preseason games. And, you know, I was still a rookie, so, you know, you're supposed to play a pretty good amount. And, and in the fourth one, I played the entire game. And I remember seeing Marshawn Lattimore, we were playing the Saints. He looked over at me. I was on the side. I was like, he was on the sideline, of course, not playing anymore because it was the fourth quarter in the preseason game. And he was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why are you still in the game? I was like, honestly, we, didn't, we don't even have another corner dressed out. Like, so yeah. we <laughs> It gets to the point to where the rookies, it's not even like one of those, like, if I need a breather, you look over and everyone's wearing, like, sweatpants and a T-shirt. So you're like, you're for sure playing. So we, we take pride in uh, winning anything that has a score. So um, I, I don't mind that. You know, anytime – if it wasn't supposed to win, they would not keep score. That is that is a true statement. It was the 2015 preseason, the last time the Ravens lost. It's, it's a remarkable record, and I think I we, can't stop it's the A storyline here. <laughs> I, you, you've faced a ton of receivers. Like, is there one that is, I'm not saying the best or the most the most annoying um, individual on the field, whether they're talking stuff to you, that just if they try to get in your head, someone you're like, get out of my face. For, for sure, Pittsburgh, Big Ben, Antonio Brown. The dude. No, I could imagine that. He, him, the connection him and Big Ben had was this, crazy like all right let me run this route as soon as big ben doesn't hit me i just spin up and just run up the field and catch a touchdown on me in heinz field that i'll never forget but um they, <laughs> they just have a such a great like connection um and, and ab he's like i don't know if he even gets tired like out of every time i've just lined up in front of him seems like he's not breathing hard it seems like he's just running all over the place just scrambling all around and uh it's it's just like it's just crazy the the the, the way well, I, haven't, I haven't guarded him since he's been you know. With you might Tampa. not have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> At this yeah, point, I, yeah. although you yeah, never yeah. know. Yeah. Never know. He always comes back. What yeah. about Chase, Jamar Chase? Now, in you guys, your team struggled mightily. Um, I think eighty-two points in two games. You weren't in the second game, so you don't. That's not your fault. The second one at all. But that first game, that was Chase's first explosion game, yeah. where he had two hundred yards. What makes him different? Is he one of those guys where he's just a little different than most players in the league? He, um, yeah, I was, I wasn't in the second one, but I was in the first one. He, he gave me a hard day. He gave me a very long day. Um, but the, the, the crazy thing about him is like, he doesn't, you know, this, this doesn't make sense, but he doesn't do like when you look at him on film, it's like he's not doing anything special. He's mm. not like doing this crazy release. Duh, 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 duh. He just takes off. And, you know, when you put a hand on him, he's so, what you can't see on film is how strong he is. Like him just running, you think you pr push him. He doesn't really get affected by it. You, he goes up in the air, his body control. He just does a lot of things that on tape you can't really see. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just crazy. Like he, he just does, he just does things that like kind of you don't see often. Like corner will be outside leverage on him. He'll still go outside. And like hmm. it's things that like kind of like no receiver really does. Um, and it's, and it's hmm. really worked well in his favor. I mean, you see it all the time with just like how simple he does things and that's that's sometimes sometimes the key um you know a lot of wide receivers do all the fancy stuff but sometimes doing it simple is what you know makes it really tough on, on my job i mean he got some of the draft 
Knicks that way, the people watching the draft, because they were they're watching the tape. And even though he was that special in college, they kind of couldn't figure out exactly yeah. what made him so good. And some people were a little down on him going into it. If you were facing him and then also facing Joe Burrow, if you're in this game, like what, what do you think you would try to do? And, and what do you think a defensive coordinator could do to try to slow down this offense right now? Man, I, I would think I think the best way is, you know, when you get back there to Joe, you got to sack him. I think when I was watching, what game was that? The the Chiefs. You can't keep getting back there and not getting them because then once they get heated up, they they really start going. You know, so many times there should have been for sure sacks that happened in that game, and Joe just got right out of it. Um, but you know, to slow them down, it's really tough. You know, everyone talks about Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins and Boyd. You know, me and Boyd had a lot of battles in the past, um, and it's just they just added T and then they added Jamar, and so it's. It's really tough, you know. You gotta you gotta mix in your zones. You gotta mix in your mans. But um, I, I think the the pass rush will, will really be key, which I think the Rams have have a really good job of. And uh, you know, I think you know Ramsey and you know Darius Williams, the guys that got out there covering. I think they'll be able to hold their own. So it, it'll be really interesting. But I think for the for the Bengals to have their best shot at winning, I think they'll be running the football. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people think that, but I think if no one's people really try to get on the Rams and try to throw, and you want to play, you know out of Aaron Donald's hands. And I think, you know, just running right at him would, would be probably the biggest key. Isn't it surreal thinking where we were a year ago and that you're having to come to the Super Bowl and answer questions about the Cincinnati Bengals? I'd imagine that's a mix of annoying and totally unbelievable. It's This is a weird universe. It is. It, yeah. It's, Marlon. It's definitely crazy. I just want, and best best wishes, health next year, and I assume you'll be ready for training camp with this tech and everything. We can't wait to see you play again and be on the field. When you're playing the Browns, I want you to remember Mark, <laughs> and I want you, when Baker Mayfield trusts his arm too much and he tries for a little out pattern and you could step in front of it and go the other way, how about we just knock it away? <laughs> because that matters, that affects this man's mental health. An incompletion may be as good as a pick six in the big scheme of the world. <laughs> I'll, uh, I will remember that and <laughs> hopefully that, that i'll maybe catch it and like right before i score like the pick six i just step out at the one that's that's okay. right. that, that, yeah. that would be that would be fun and, and, this find the camera mark. and just be like sorry mark <laughs> like, and then nobody else will get I'm it but sh- we i'm will. sure next november that's what will be in your mind when, when that happens <laughs> all yeah. right marlon humbert thank you so much for joining us and uh best of luck with everything and uh next season thanks for talking with us thanks marlon thank you, thank you for having thank you. me there he goes Marlon Humphrey. And I, I did think that was now, listen, that might be confusing if he does go up to the camera and say, sorry, Mark, after the Baker pick six. But that would probably be the peak of the podcast if that ends up happening in week three or whatever. Yeah, it feels like a stretch. I think that he's already forgotten me um, and mm. probably the entire experience. But but you never know. He, the human mind is is mysterious. No, he see, he seemed very down to earth. Like he he got what we were selling. And I think he wouldn't be here unless he wasn't kind of interested in getting his name out there and just like getting into media or just seeing what it's all about, right? And so I th- he's savvy. He checks the iTunes rankings. He's aware of the 2014 Stitcher Awards, who won Best New Podcast. 2013. 2013. 2013. He was like a high school kid, really growing up on us, I'm sure. Uh, and he knows how big that would be with our audience. And I, I think he's going to make a power play. I think he's going to do it. I mean, it. it worked for former Raven Mark Ingram to shout out that's true. Another mark. So it's, I'm just saying it's in the wheelhouse of the Ravens in general. I don't know why. I don't. I dislike the team generally, but generally, I like them better now, though. Don't you? You gotta I like do. them better I, now. I, I, I'm nice over guy. my issues mostly. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ricky, before we uh, talk to the legend Chris Russo, 
we did talk about it on Monday. Uh, you attempted to apologize for botching the Don't Say Super Bowl episode, and then you uh, botched the apology of uh, for the Don't Say Super Bowl episode. So mm. this is the apology to the apology. The runway's yours. Yeah, Greg, Mark, Dan, ATN listeners, um, ATN Instagram followers, ATN TikTok followers. I we have made. A TikTok? Yeah, I made an egregious mistake when I apologized the other day. <laughs> and I just really wanted to say that I'm really sorry. And I do really treasure this job and, and take it very seriously. And, you know, I when I'm trying to book a bunch of guests like the ones we have today, sometimes my phone is ringing off the hook while we're recording. And, and I should maybe block those calls. But, you know, you have to multitask in this. And, I, and mm. I'm not trying to make excuses for my behavior. So I'm sorry that I made a bad apology yesterday i, I mean it's in, in today's culture i think that was well done yeah. um I, I feel like a large portion of it was fabricated but i can't prove oh, that I, can I anybody else it. can anybody else now picture the hit piece on our show and at some esteemed publication and it's like and then they made their producer erica apologize <laughs> on back-to-back episodes yeah you got a real Rogan situation here. All she's doing is apologizing. <laughs> anyway, that was excellent, Erica. Thank you. You are, are a charming young woman. You are, until the next thing. <laughs> All right, let's uh, now welcome him in, the great Chris Russo, right after this. All right, this is now, this is tradition. This is what we've always wanted uh, as a kid from New York, a Connecticut boy, uh, Another Northeast guy and Greg Rosenthal. This man is legendary. He almost said masshole, and then he, he held back. <laughs> we have Chris Mad Dog Russo of uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM. Before that, of course, Mike and the Mad Dog. And this, I believe, Chris, is your fourth Super Bowl uh, cameo with us. Is and it we're our so fourth time? Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Yes, sir. Pretty good. Yeah. You guys done a heck of a job. <laughs> I know we're, we lost one, too. Terrible, right? Yeah. Passed away. But, I mean. Chris Wessling, yep. Yeah, I hated to hear that. But great to be here today with you guys. You're our pals. Appreciate Whatever it. Whatever you want. I mean, hopefully have a pretty good ball game. Hopefully we'll have so. a decent close. Yeah, what close. are your, like, kind of initial thoughts about the game? Uh, my initial thoughts are about the game is that Cincinnati's got a lot of momentum right now. Burrow is an ex, you know, he knows how to play in big games. He won champions. He won a championship at LSU, beat Alabama on the road. Chiefs, you know, that was a hell of a win down 21-3. Obviously, uh, throwing the game against Tennessee, they got a lot of karma. And the Rams can be a little sloppy. Mm. They were sloppy week 18 against San Francisco, 17-0 lost. Certainly sloppy against Tampa. There's no way that game should have gone down. And if he mm. didn't make that pass, it would have lost. If that game went into overtime, and even a Niner, even Niner game, that should not have been that difficult with San Francisco. And they, you know, they threw the interception early in the game, and you know they were a little sloppy there too. And I think if they're sloppy in this one, they could Ooh. lose. I think this is a dead even game. I would take the points because Cincinnati could win the game outright. Cincinnati could lose and cover. The Rams could win the game outright, and they could win and not cover like they did against San Francisco. Three and a half, they did not cover. So I would take the points with Cincinnati. In the mid-20s, so I'd go with the under. But I'm going to bet the Bengals in this game. I might even take them on the money line, 170. Ooh, I like this. I uh, like it. You so go I, right to the heart I, of the I, matter. I might do that, too. What matters? Uh, but, Greg's language here. <laughs> yeah, but I do think, and I, the, the key with the money line with that is find a, do a parlay, and find something college basketball in the NBA and over and under that you like, oh. and then put it with the parlay. Because then you'll get, the, at the plus 170, 
you, you make you get a big hit. Did Chris Bad Dag Russo just break out the rainmaker? That's the way you do it. That's why I've done it. That's the way I've done it. You gotta raise your game now, that, that, That's how I do it. That is amazing. Uh, yeah, it feels like one of those games. Maybe neither team wants to be ahead. I, I kind of like both of these teams coming from behind. The Rams actually have been in some tough spots, and they crawl their way out of it. And I think the Bengals at this point are confident in any situation, but especially when they're trailing, that's kind of when they let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow. So it's a spot where whoever's leading in the fourth quarter, especially if it's the Rams, I'm with you. I'm not that confident in who, who's going to be ahead. Uh, that's, I agree. I think it's a 50-50 game, and I don't like the Bengal offensive line against this matchup, so that does worry me. And I'm not saying that the Bengals are going to win. I like the four and a half better, but if you want a big payout and you say, ah, what the heck, let's go for it, Take the Bengals on a money line and find something this yeah. weekend. That, you know, here's what I do. Just parlay it with like Creighton over. Well, I had the over last night <laughs> over of the Purdue game. Of Purdue. You this know, is you what I do. I, mean, that, I, will, I will find a parlay, uh, something, and I will find one. And if I lose a couple, I won't mind. I'll still play it. And eventually I'll get it. Because if you get the Bengals with the parlay, you're going to make a, you, you'll do well. So I won't be deterred if I open up a party and lose. I'll try another one and another one and another one. And eventually I'll get it. And then if the Bengals ever win, you're going to make up for the couple of losses and you're in good shape. Plus, it takes mm. some pressure off you Sunday. You don't feel like you got a bet. Hey, get the Bengals on the money line anyway. What yeah. the heck? I mean, Mark and I, are we're renters. We're looking to buy homes. I think this is a great I opportunity sound like for us. I sound too into it, but that's, how, that's what I'll do this weekend. We are uh, forbidden from betting on the NFL, but I oh, have really? well, a point taken. I mean, if like, we could leave our we jobs give and advice. go do that. So, we, we you know. the There's game. a camera right up there, Chris. Uh, Roger Goodell like, beams right into his I, office. Roger, I love you, Rog, <laughs> but it's part of the game, baby. I love you. Um, so, uh, this is actually a great segue into how we wanted to uh have a talk about uh, the game with you uh chris which is let's do some over unders yeah okay? why not go ahead all right so we'll, we'll set it up this way and i'll start with a guy that to me has been an, a weird guy to figure out not just uh in this season but really going back to his giant days and he mm -hmm. really stepped up in the nfc title game and had that game they really needed odell beckham jr uh when he is their true number two the offense cooks but he's known to disappear at times too. He's he's a you know enigmatic guy. Now Odell Beckham Jr. receiving yards. I'm setting the over under at 99 and a half. That, Ooh, wow, ahead, that's Bruce. that. You know, that's I don't think it will be that high. Is that what it is in Vegas? No, it'll no, be well, lower. These are our own over oh, unders. Own. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're it was 51 and a half in the championship game, and I took the over with just with Mike Lombardi, who I have on the air on Fridays at five o'clock to do the picks, and he, he hit it. So I 99 and a half slew strong. Because you know Cup's going to be great. Mm. So I would go under that. I would say somewhere in the 70-yard make for them. Which I, works for them because he's a red zone guy as well. And right? I, I tell you, I love Higgins over for Cincinnati. Well, that that, that I like in Super Bowls, and, and I checked – you know, they, they do specials in the Super Bowl. So you can do OBJ versus T. Higgins, and it doesn't even matter what the number is, which number two receiver gets more yards. I would take Higgins. Because yeah. I, I think that's a huge – part of this game because yeah. they're going to have to do everything they can to take away cup i think t higgins big receiver matched up against darius williams or, or long some of the secondary cornerbacks if you're looking for a weakness i like higgins. For the i would take higgins on that because he'll get some chances he had a good game against i had him too in the over in the championship game and i got that again with just took a prop with lombardi making some picks on friday he didn't bet it but i like that too who's got I, better I like receivers higgins. in this matchup in general Mm. I think Cincinnati does. I do, too. Because their third Man. receiver here is better than Jefferson, and that is Boyd. I get it, but you've got 
and nobody the greatest receiving season I've ever seen in my life. And you've got Odell Beckham as a number two. I don't Chase know. Chase is, you know, I don't know. Chase is great. I think Cup kind of puts it. I understand. Puts it it's close. All it's right, close. Mark, give us an over under. All right, this may not be out there in the desert, but how many times? Does Aaron Donald come within a, f- a foot or a closer foot. of Joe Burrow? I'm putting the over-under at 5.5. I take the Five over. And a half. That I take the over. Uh, he will be into it. Now, they're going to triple-team him. That's so, like a hurry at yeah, the man, very now, least. The problem yeah. with the bet is if you take that over is that you know that's their number one assignment. He's not going to hurt our QB. So somebody else along that defensive line will be great. So that's the way I would look at it. Instead of Donald, but, you know, Donald is so good, he's going to be into it. And that Bengal offensive line, Spotty, I would still take the over. I keep going back to that NFC title game in that moment when they showed on the sidelines. He's this generational talent, Donald, in the prime of his career in this huge spot to use a Chris Russo as yeah, we've been saying on our show for a hundred years in a big spot. And he then takes over the game with the rest of that defensive line. And now here he is in the Super Bowl with a chance to really stamp his legacy. I can absolutely see Donald going nuts. In this he can game. have a big game. Uh, I, I completely agree. And that offensive line, you know, nine sacks against Tennessee. He had two huge scrambles in the chief game to get the first down. You remember that in the fourth yep. quarter, which ended up giving them a lead before the Chiefs tied it the last drive. Uh, that offense line's worried. Donald could have a big game. Especially on the interior. If, if Von Miller starts winning on the left side, I mean, talk about an all-time great who cemented his legacy mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl and now can do it again. again. It's scary. That's, to me, the worst-case scenario for this game because that could be— That could that could be a game-breaker. If you like the Rams— It could be Rams, a boring game. If you like the Rams, that's, that's your argument. My defensive line's going to dominate Cincinnati. If you like Cincinnati— a uh, little karma. Stafford can make a big mistake, and the Rams have been sloppy in these fourth quarters. Well, let's talk. Let's talk Stafford then, because I, I think yeah, that is the Bengals over under Stafford interceptions one and a half. I, that's the number you'd have to pick. Ah, uh, see, that's, I have more experience with this than these guys. They're just. I don't think Akers will run numbers. the ball that well, so he's going to have to throw it. I would say over. I think he's going to throw two. He always throws. There's always a couple, even in his he's, good games, that are up for grabs, yeah, the, and then it's up to the defense. Well, look at San Francisco. I mean, yeah. he had that ball. The, that ball was caught by the defensive back. The Rams might lose that game Ugh. with 10 minutes to go. I would say over. That's a good one. I would. That's right on the number. He throw one. I'll say over <laughs> the one and a half. It's a good one though. All right. How about this? Now it's going to get a little trickier. You know the halftime show, Dr. Dre headlining with Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and over under songs recognized by Mad Dog during the show. One and a half. Uh, zero under. <laughs> oh, you take, you're banging the under. Uh, that would be like saying to Chris, a, my on. son who's 19 <laughs> at Wisconsin. Over under songs you know if it was Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> over what he wouldn't know any of them either. At this point, the generational thing. they're a legacy with you on act, CSN, At this them. point, they're not a new act. This is like, for the most part, from the early 90s. I mean, you, were, you were a young I, man I, back I then. I wouldn't, I, you know, I'm not that. Now, listen, <laughs> if you had Joni Mitchell up there, I'd get every single one of them. If you'd have CSNY, if you had Crosby, Nash, and Stills up there, and you throw Neil Young in, I'd get every, if you had the birds up there with Roger McGuinn, you're good. I would I get everyone. I don't think they're available. What if we get I, all the classic rockers that have moved off Spotify with the Joe Rogan scandal? <laughs> that, put them on a stage 
And then Chris Russo's going nuts. Uh, I get, I get him. I, Erica, how many I'm of those to... acts are you familiar with? Uh, my mom used to play Joni Mitchell in the car okay. all the time. Okay. Okay. There you go. And I'm going to Laurel Canyon tonight for dinner. Oh. There you go. Because Laurel Canyon is sure. where they all, everybody lives. I know you that love that documentary. Oh, I love it. Good job. With us last so time. I'm going yeah. there tonight <laughs> for dinner with three callers because who talk. And I had in February, best spot I've ever done. Yeah. Not the best, but a very good one. An hour on Zoom. And he played six songs with McGuinn. Mm. Wow. That's I, it. You I know, Roger McGuinn, turn, 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 eight miles high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I loved it. it I don't so think good. we're going to top uh, you giving Mark a good job for the no, Laurel Canyon <laughs> doc reference. Any documentary that yeah. opens with Tom Petty going through a guitar shop. Yeah. Oh, that was the Echo. That was Echo Canyon. Oh, that's a different one. This is Laurel Canyon. Well, they're, you know. How Canyon. about just the traditional over-under, 40 and a half? Bad job by I, me. I actually, I think that's interesting because do we under. think it's a de defensive game? 24-21. I, I tend to think it's a little more of a defensive running game. They're I feel, a bit conservative. They don't want to make a mistake. I feel stronger about this than either team covering or winning because I think it might be a who can play the softer, more boring coverage that just forces you to make long drives that takes up clock and force field goals and the, each the team only has eight or nine possessions and there's more running and that means not a lot of points. That's the problem with the with the unders though. You're rooting for tackles yeah. and punts. It's takes fine. away the fun of the game. I don't like that because I want, yeah, who want, I want to see touchdowns and big plays. So that's why I wouldn't play an under in this game based on that alone. I don't like playing unders when you're watching but it. But that's why people lose money because they all bet that's over. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, you, if you're a real you good better, Greg's you deal with language right now. You're he's not going to get him off the yeah. he, he, You guys are good with this. He's wow. the rainmaker. He's our guy, and, and he has a, a true foil in Chris Russo. I didn't know you were that much into this. I'm not, you know, Have you I, I, don't, I'm making yeah. it, I don't gamble this much. Now but you're I on play. your, like, your seventh contract uh, well, in your maybe new spot. Maybe a new habit. You know, a new habit. He's got that money coming in over there on Mad Dog Radio. 62 years of age. They're usually throwing you out of the freaking business. Instead of giving you another chance. Yeah, so that's uh, that's now you're so, adding jobs, Stephen. I'm a. adding jobs once that, a week. I'm gonna have to go in there and be. I feisty. have one for you. This is a traditional. <laughs> um, I'm very into when this happens. It's it's um it's rare, but um we've seen it on Monday Night Football. Animals running on the field, and not not part of the halftime <laughs> show, not one. not orchestrated, but just a <laughs> random animal that's gotten into. We're in L.A. Anything could happen. Um, I'm just putting it at 0 0.5 because like, we're thinking black cat scenario from the right. uh, Monday Night a few years ago. A rare event, but a possible. I event. live on the west side. Coyotes are a thing. Yeah, it's a weird, it's oh, a it's a jungle out here. And so. this is a wonder. Uh, I tell you, if you got a place to live in the world, Southern California, you'd be a lot worse. It's not too bad. This is a rumble. I live here in a minute. Uh, I would. They have a lot of security. It's a new stadium. <laughs> I don't know the area that well, and how many. Not a lot of coyotes in Inglewood. So yeah. yeah. I would say under. I would say under with that. Right. Seems safe. All right, Chris. Before we let you go, last year. Well, first of all, Russo. Nailed the exact score two years ago. Chris did I really? absolutely nailed yes. the, the Chiefs yeah. win. Yep. Did I really? Yes, you, you yes. hit the number, the exact score. Did you know so, that, Erica? That I, I did. did. I did. He was there. She's still talking about it. So. I did. I was not aware of that. Okay. I just listened to Joni Mitchell and replay your clip over and over and over again. The Circle Game, 1966. <laughs> Go ahead. It's great so, talk. All right. So you got the Mad Dog. We'd like a score, and then we need a check-in on your TV habits, what you're watching right now. Last year, you gave us a really deep and nuanced answer. I'll give you a good one with the yeah. TV. Um, score. I want to go under. I think the Bengals, I'm going to take Cincinnati. Uh, unders what? 48 and a half? Yep. Uh, my first inclination would be 27-24, but that's an over. So I'll say 24-21 Bengals. 
Okay. That's good. And you're on the side. I think our heart is with the Bengals this uh, week. Yeah. I Chris, think, Chris who, who you mentioned, his family's from Cincinnati. His brothers are coming in for the game. Oh, I didn't know so that. So it's an emotional, uh, sentimental pick. I think we're all kind of Bengals fans this week. And I also believe week. in karma, mm-hmm. and the Bengals are due. The franchise. They got juice here. They're, they're, yep. they're due. They lost yep. the two to San Francisco. They're due to win one. The franchise is due to win one. Rams won in St. Louis. Maybe an anti-cronky sentiment Ooh. with bailing out. <laughs> So I would karma say, there. Yeah. I would say the karma. I'll take the. Hey, there's a clear good guy here. Yeah, yeah, Doug. Don't tell me the Bengals are due. My Jets haven't even been back to the game. Oh, they still in the 53 Jets. years. Oh, God. Well, yeah, what we improvement been? though. Wilson will be good. I think Salah knows what he's doing. I think the Jets making an improvement. All right, Wilson <laughs> will be good. It's a big step to you take. You know, I yeah. just read a. I'm trying to get him on. I just read a great book, The Boys, Ron Howard, and his brother Clint. Clint. Good job knowing that. Growing up in Hollywood, in Burbank, being child actors. Book came out in October. I saw him on a Today Show, so I got it for my wife for Christmas. She didn't want to read it. I did. I just finished it. <laughs> One of those things. Oh, kind it's of so good. And so what I did this weekend, and I've seen a lot of the Howard movies, but I went to two that I hadn't seen. And believe it or not, I've had Howard on. He's a huge Dodger fan, Ronnie Howard. And on March 1st, 2013, I did a spring training show for radio in Glendale. Guess who was there? Howard. Mm. Because he loves the Dodgers. <laughs> wow, that's I hardcore got, to be at the spring training Yeah, site. he was yeah. in Glendale. And he, I had him on for 20 minutes, and he was working on and not yet released Rush, ah, the, Nick, the Nicky yep. Lotta movie with uh, Hunt about the race car drivers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so yeah. this weekend, I watched it. Very good. And so the next night, Sunday night, nothing on TV Sunday. It was a terrible night of sports. Who cares about uh, Tom Hoagie winning the PGA and Pebble Beach? <laughs> hey, we just talked to Pro Bowl MVP uh, Justin Herbert. He was very proud uh, of that. So. Uh, uh, of the Pro Bowl? <laughs> yeah. And he was the MVP. I have him on tomorrow. But anyway, so I went to watch Howard's documentary they sure. did in 2016 on the Beatles it's an ah. hour and 45 minutes. A lot about why they stopped touring and everything. And Howard was a big Beatles fan. So right now, I'm into the Ron Howard thing because of that book. 259 episodes of Opie in the Andy Griffith show. American Graffiti into, a, into Happy Days. And then all the great movies he directed. You know, he's won two. He's won nominated millions of times for Oscars. And he won an Oscar for Beautiful Mind. He's probably um, accomplished movie. much more as a director. Yes, but, I mean, I think I've seen every episode of Happy Days, too. So it's burned into the mind. Right. Sure. And, you know, yeah. he signed a seven-year contract with Happy Days. Uh, and he was annoyed because that show became... Henry Winkler, mm-hmm. and but he was the second, so they redid his contract with two years to go to give him more money because Winkler was making a fortune and he didn't right. want to do that to Howard. And mm-hmm. Howard said, "You know what? Make you happy. We'll give you more money for the right. last year." And then by the end, <laughs> of, book. by book. the end of that show, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, had supernatural abilities to start music. He literally jumped over a shark, creating the jump yeah. the shark. Right. Meme. right. Now, that's good. Uh, they jumped over the shark. Yale, Yale, Div- Yale Acting School. For Winkler. And oh, Winkler really? and uh, <laughs> Howard are best buddies. Anyway, so I'm into the Ron Howard. I love it. That I is, like it. There's the recommendation. I gave you guys a lot yeah, of weird good. things today. No, no, well, that that's what good. we love. That's what we Royal wanted. Canyon, yeah. uh, Cincinnati weird bets. Ron and Howard, was, New Haven, and, Ron Howard. And, and before you go, Henry I just Winkler. want to make sure, because we've said it so many times on the show, in a big spot, you don't have that, like, in terms of litigation, you haven't copyrighted that or anything Man in a dog? big spot. Uh, no, I, in a big spot, I haven't. Right. Now, Mad Dog, Mad Dog Dan, is, Dan Mad Dog is um, what's the word you're looking for? 
Uh, trademark? Trademark. trademark yeah. You got that. Good. Yeah, trademark. I got that. Long yeah, time ago. Of course you do. You better watch out. Dan might trademark in a big spot for himself. I would never so do that. Man, out of respect. A good big spot's a good Out of respect one. for Chris, I would <laughs> I never like, do that. I like that. That's why it's a sports term. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's amazing. Like All right. Christopher Mad Dog Russo headlines the Mad Dog Sports Radio channel on Sirius XM and hosts his own podcast called Digging Up the Past. Oh, I'm checking that out. It's good. Thank you, Mr. Russo. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Good to Thanks, see you guys. Thank you. You got it. There you go. I mean, this is, uh, I think it is the fourth year we've done it uh, with Mad Dog. And every year I just leave tickled pink and gross. And also, like, <laughs> isn't it weird, Mark, when he does say, because he said it to you a couple times, and I got one as well on Clint Howard. And Greg at the end. Yeah. And, and when he says, good job by you. Well, it's in the middle of a point. You actually it like lights me up inside like a Christmas tree. It's the it's the interview we do each year. Um, and I, you know, I should break out of this where it's like, again, I'm staring at him and just like. I just get lost. I'm like, I forget that I'm here and I don't, there's no tangible thoughts running through my head. And I think it shows to the listener. I think that's what we're looking for in life. Like moments where we completely disassociate, you know, and then you're, you're next to a hero. No, it's great. You're, I actually, I totally agree. I think he got when, in your wheelhouse he, big time. When Greg he today. said good, when he says good job, it does, it's like, oh, I, I just said a good job. <laughs> Thank you. And, that makes me feel good. And I think he was joking about it because my dog's been around now for, 30 plus years um, as like, you know, a, a major figure, like when he starts rolling into all that, like talk, it's like, that's because he's evolved and that's become a much bigger part of the sports scene. We kind of, we don't hit it as hard. And I think that we do that on, on some level on purpose because we don't want to be become just another gambling show, but it's, it's funny how, how big it's become throughout sports and Russo is adapted with the times and evolved as have the NFL you know many of these shows what about your program coming up later this week by FanDuel yeah check out game day view Friday night <laughs> nice. on NFL Network 8pm and Saturday night I love the halftime talk with him too and it made me think of the Super Bowl uh, in Miami where we were all dying laughing because we're like, Wes, you could pick any Super Bowl halftime performer. And he was like, oh, Snow Allegra. <laughs> what <laughs> right. are you talking about? The Snow about? Allegra halftime show. The zeitgeist. Oh, it's I not too she, late. In fairness, she was like kind of a young, cool artist. Yeah, so she's that, great. That was surprising. It was just a, it, it was, was not great. Crosby Stills There wasn't Nash. really hesitation from Wes, I remember. It was like, Snow Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> like plug and play halftime show act. Uh, speak, speaking of plugs. The NFL uh, Network has a program that stars us called the Around the NFL Broadcast, and you can check that out Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern, with re-airs throughout the day. That's going to be our kind of Super Bowl TV preview special. Ricky, you get a plug in there, of course, because... Love Move the Sticks! Oh, no! Oh. The evil, oh. wretched, Rhett Lewis Screamed. just came in Love Move the Sticks. with a big-time pump-up of Move the Sticks. It was Sticks. unnecessary. And I, and I will not forgive... And I will not forget, uh, you have a podcast venture with NFL Media, and you have a big show coming up. You want to get in some plugs? Oh, yeah. Split Ends this week on Radio Row, too. We've got some cool Thanks. I forgot players. the name of the show temporarily, so that's why I set it up like that. But I know you do a show with Colleen. Split Ends fell out of my mind. Mm, now it's back. I didn't have to share that, yeah. necessarily. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Sorry, no, it was just it's, total honesty. It's cool. We've got some some cool guests coming up. Debo Samuel. Uh, Robert Woods is on. Pat good. McAfee's on today. That's a good job. Yeah, thanks. It's a good get. And then I'll be on the red carpet tomorrow on my 30th for NFL Honors. So I'm really excited. Do you want me to sing Happy Birthday to you on our next episode, um, a la like Marilyn Monroe to JFK? You have to wear the white dress sure. and 
we have to get like a fog like the I remember the Tybee Island. This yeah. is we're fine. We're good. Happy what happened on Tybee Island? Day, Mr. President. Do you want to, you care to share that more? What? No, we can't talk about that. Oh. Well, can we? I don't know. Just, talk about what? You mentioned something on Tybee Tybee Island? No, or? no, we cannot talk we about cannot. that. Oh, okay. Not now. I just okay. wanted to see if there was a green light on that, but there isn't. Greg you gave was us a red light. You were asleep during you were not do you guys remember premises, what I wore I at that bachelorette party where we all dressed up like Britney Spears? Do you remember that? My school girl I do. Outfit? I do recall that, yes. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> all right, that's it for today's show. Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, so, yes, we have the network show coming up on Saturday. We have our, yes, the Super Bowl 56 preview. That's the episode where we're going to dig in deep on the big game, including our uh, sandwich props. Uh, for the big game. So we don't have to say the big game. We just say Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl. So that's Friday. Make sure you check that out. And, of course, Sunday night right after the game, we will be breaking down uh, the winner and loser. Also, our lock picks coming up on Friday. You have big a big event. decision. Big I, decision, I know. I'm for you. Still, I've not made a decision yet. That's what. That's all. where I'll leave it. Interesting. Is that true? It's completely true. Why would, why, why would we assume that I'm lying when I say that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll have the lock breakdown and, um, and then Sunday night. Yes, we'll the flagship program wrapping up another year of football. This is it for now. Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood. Thanks to all of our guests. Where's that spider? Good job by all yous. Until Friday, heed the call. We gotta find that because if that crawls on me, I'm not gonna be as calm as Greg. Like I'm gonna lose my shit. He had some, he had some uh, girth to him though. If you just a little thick, he was pretty girthy. Yeah, he could have crawled up though.